Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. Love having you with me. Glad to be here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, be delighted to have you. We must go to the tale of the three shootings out of the gate today. If you read my morning piece, you know where I'm headed. If you haven't, well, your loss, you can text data to 33777 and subscribe. However, we got to talk about this anyway. Uh, the family, the Yarrow family, has been invited to the White House. That's relevant here, but bear with me. Over the weekend, there were three shootings in America. There was a shooting in Alabama, four people dead, 32 injured, mass shooting in Dadeville, Alabama. It was a sweet 16 birthday party. There was another shooting in Kansas City, Missouri. A boy knocked on someone's door. The senior citizen homeowner opened fire through the door, shooting the boy nearly killing him. Thank God he didn't. There was a third shooting. Same scenario. Senior citizen. A girl pulls into the senior citizen's driveway, turns around, realizes she's in the wrong place. He comes out on the front porch and opens fire and kills her in New York. Now, you've got three shootings in America this weekend. A senior citizen shoots a boy who showed up at the wrong address. A senior citizen shoots a girl who showed up at the wrong address. And a mass shooting with 32 people wounded, four killed. Where do you think the media focuses? The media covered all of them, but focused on one of them. It it had to be the mass shooting, right? I mean, my gosh, 32 people injured, four dead at a birthday party in Alabama. This is nuts. Obviously, the entire media is there. No, 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 no. The media has set up camp in Kansas City, Missouri. The Yarrow family is going to the White House. Ralph Yarrow is the young man who was shot. Now, let me do this all over again. There were three shootings in America this weekend. The media covered all and focused on one. The one shooting was in New York State. A 20-year-old white girl is killed by a 65-year-old white man. She pulled into his driveway by mistake, had gotten the wrong address, was turning around to leave, and he walked outside and opened fire. In Kansas City, Missouri, a white 84-year-old through his door shot 16-year-old Ralph Yarl. Your Alf Yarl had showed up at the wrong address like the girl in New York. And then there's Alabama, where a sweet 16 birthday party for a black family was being held at a uh, dance auditorium. And unknown assailants opened fire, killing four black teenagers. And the media has moved on from that story. It is not a coincidence 
that in three, two nearly identical stories, the media has not focused on the mass shooting, but has focused on the one where racial issues are at play. See, there's a a 20-year-old girl. She was shot by a senior citizen, white male. Why not focus on that story? Well, because they're white. There was a mass shooting in Alabama. This is the one you would think the media would focus on. Four dead, 32 injured at a sweet 16 birthday party, except no AR-15 was used in the commission of the crime. It was handguns. The media asked. The national reporters showed up at the scene and said, was an AR-15 used? And the police said they have recovered no shell casings from an AR-15. Literally, the National Press Corps packed up and went home. And then there's Ralph Yar. So uh, it, is, it is a case where the man, Andrew Lester, deserves to go to prison. He nearly murdered Ralph Yarl. Ralph Yarl showed up one street over from where he should have been. To their credit, the other neighbors on the street rushed out to help the young man. Probably saved his life. He was shot in the head. I just don't think it's a coincidence that had Ralph Yarl been white, we wouldn't be talking about this, and his family wouldn't be going to the White House. You know, the families of the kids in Nashville, they're not going to the White House. The White House hasn't even invited the police who saved more of the kids in Nashville to the White House, but Ralph Yarl's family is going to go to the White House. And by the way, good. Let the president comfort Ralph Yarrow's family. The president lost a son to cancer. He can comfort. I have no criticism with that. I just, I just think we need to be mindful of what's going on here when there's coverage. It, it is mind-boggling to me. You, you have a mass shooting in Dadeville, Alabama, and members of the National Press Corps, once they found out an AR-15 wasn't used. They packed up and flew home. We still don't. And and this is another reason the Dadeville shooting should be covered. We don't even know who the suspect is. We don't know the story. The police are giving out very little information on who the suspect is. Now, if it turns out it's a white guy wearing a MAGA hat, we're going to be hearing about the mass shooting in Dadeville, Alabama for the next three years. But it doesn't appear to be that way. The speculation it is, it's someone from the black community. So we're not going to talk about it at all. This gets back to an issue I wrote about a couple of weeks ago. The way the media decides to cover these events, they like to use mass shootings where an AR-15 is involved. They don't otherwise want to cover the issue. There frankly are inconvenient kids who get killed with guns in this country. And the media doesn't like to cover that issue. If you want the data, From Columbine through the Covenant school shooting, there have been 175 children killed and adults killed in school shootings 
since Columbine. Columbine, Red Lake High School, West Nickel Mines Amish School, Virginia Tech, Northern Illinois University, Ocos University, Sandy Hook Elementary School, University of California, Santa Barbara, Marysville Pilchuck High School, Umpqua Community College, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Santa Fe High School, Oxford High School, Robb Elementary School, The Covenant School. From 1999 to 2023, 175 people killed in school shootings. In just nine American cities in 2021, 465 people under the age of 18 were killed to gun violence. 41 in New York, 151 in Chicago, 18 in St. Louis, 61 in Los Angeles, 75 in Houston, 55 in Phoenix, 73 in Philadelphia, 18 in Baltimore, 14 in Washington, D.C. In just those nine cities, 465 kids were killed in one year compared to all the school shootings from 1999 to 2023, where only 175 were killed. The media doesn't talk about the 465, and now the media is not talking about the four kids and the 32 injured or wounded in the mass shooting in Dadeville, Alabama, because they are all black. And the media is not talking about the 20-year-old girl in New York who was gunned down in her car by a 65-year-old senior citizen because they are both white. Instead, the media is focused on the one shooting where the kid actually lived. And thank God for his life. Do I think Ralph Jarl's shooting should be covered? Absolutely, it should be covered. But based on the standards the media does for mass shootings and attention, it seems like it's a small ball compared to four dead, 32 wounded, and suspects unknown in Dadeville, Alabama. And you and I both know the media would be all over the story if it was a white guy who shot up this black birthday party or AR-15s were involved. But neither of those seem to be the case, and so the media is focusing instead on this one. Why? Because the media has embraced intersectionality within critical theory. Intersectionality means that there are people who have a moral case against oppressors. The oppressors are all the white dudes out there. And the media is going to give attention to the non-white person victimized by the white person will not give any attention to the white guy who kills the white girl and will barely give any attention to the black shooters, presumably, who shot four and wounded 32 at a black family's birthday party in Alabama because the media wants to make sure racial grievance festers in the country. Look how quickly the media moved on to other actions of anti-Asian violence when it turned out the white shooter in Atlanta at the spas killed the women, not because they were Asian, but because he was addicted to sex and decided that they were the women who were providing him the sex and they needed to die because of it. Notice how none of the national media covered that angle of the story. It was covered locally. It was covered on some websites. It was covered by Fox News. But none of the other national networks wanted to cover the fact that this was actually a brothel the man went to because he was addicted to sex and decided that was the way to repent of his sins because he was kind of nuts. 
They wanted to cover the anti-Asian violence. They wanted to make it about race in America. They wanted to make it about violence. No one's talked about the human trafficking issue or about the brothels in Atlanta with the Asian-themed massage parlors. It was all anti-Asian hate. And when it turned out, you couldn't really make it a case of anti-Asian hate. Why? Because the dude liked to go have sex with Asian women. So suddenly we had to turn to all the other anti-Asian attacks in the country until it turned out those were primarily done by young black men. And suddenly you don't hear about anti-Asian aid anymore, do you? The facts don't bear out the racial grievance the media wishes to perpetuate to show we're a systemically racist society. So they'll focus on Ralph Yarl who lived and not the young woman in New York who died. They will focus on Ralph Yarl who lived and not the four young black teenagers who died in Alabama. Kaylin Gillis is the 20-year-old who died in New York. She was with friends in a car, turned around in the driveway of this man, and he opened fire, killing her. She was a 20-year-old. She was looking for a friend's home in a rural part of New York. Media is not covering that. I shouldn't say they're not covering it. And see, this is what the media does. says, well, you only know about these stories because we covered it. Yes, but the disproportionate attention. How is it that they're not giving disproportionate attention to four teenagers killed at a sweet 16 birthday party? Corbin DeMontre Holston, 23. Marcia Emanuel Collins, 19. Phil Stavias Stoudel, 18. Kiki Nicole Smith, 17. Yes, the media covered all of these stories. But it's what they do. They check the boxes. They say they covered it. And then they focus on the one that can advance their narrative of systemic racism in the country. If the shooter in Dadeville, Alabama, turns out to be white, turns out to be a Trump supporter, the Dixie Lodge in Dadesville, Alabama, is going to do more business from reporters needing a place to stay in one week than they've done in the last five years of business. But if it turns out, as local police suggest, the shooter probably was not white, well, this story will move along just like all the others do, and they'll continue to focus on the story in Kansas City, Missouri. Don't hear me being dismissive of what happened to Ralph Yarrow. It was horrible, and the man should go to prison. Just do find it notable in three shootings in one weekend, one of them a mass shooting with a massive pile of shells on the ground from lots of guns being used to kill four people. Well, they're not focusing on any of the dead kids. They're focusing on the living. And as I go to commercial break, there's breaking news happening now on this Alabama shooting from WSBRadio.com in Atlanta and the Cox Media Group National Content Desk, two teenagers 
have been arrested on reckless murder charges after gunfire. Tyreek McCullough, 17, and Travis McCullough, 16, were arrested Tuesday night on four counts each of murder. They will be charged as adults. This is good. They have found these two. So maybe the media will pay a little more attention now to the dead kids in Alabama who were involved in a mass shooting that the media inexplicably moved on from really quickly. If you're on the lines, just be patient with me. I'll get to you. As the voice says, 877-973-7425. So Fox has settled $787.5 million. It was amazing is watching the outrage of people who are upset they didn't have to apologize in the settlement. Uh, I don't want you to apologize for having stinky air in your house, which is why I want you to go to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Put in Eric and get the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Right now, you can get buy one, get one free. So if you buy one, you get one for free. If you buy two, you get two for free. If you buy three, you get three. You get the point. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and you put Eric in, E-R-I-C-K. What is the Eden Pure Thunderstorm? It's an air purifier, and it wipes out odors. This is why I use it. I actually don't use it as the air purifier. we got good filtration in our house and all, so we don't have to worry about the dust and the pollen and whatnot. But occasionally, I cook in the kitchen, and we don't have an exhaust vent, and the Eden Pure, unlike an essential oil or air freshener, which covers the odor, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm eliminates the odor. It also eliminates, like, tobacco odors, smoke odors, pet odors, litter box odors, musty odors. It just works in that way. EdenPureDeals.com is the website. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You can buy one, get one free this week only. EdenPureDeals.com. On the front page of the site, put in my name, ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. You you know, Fox had to settle because Dominion sued him, but it is remarkable to me for all the people. Look, I don't think 2020 was stolen. Uh, and the fact that Fox decided to pay $787.5 million instead of providing the proof that it was uh, should tell people that it wasn't stolen. But I still know Democrats who are convinced 2016 was stolen by Trump and the Russians, and you're not going to get an apology from CNN or MSNBC on all that stuff. But uh, the mistake was making it about Dominion as as the crazy theory that Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani advanced instead of just saying the Democrats did it. Uh, the Democrats did run to court and get rules changed. That's true. If you want to say that was the theft, that was the theft. Uh, we'll spend more time on that later. Right now, I want to go to Nathaniel. Welcome to the program. Nathaniel, how are you? Hey, great, man. How are you doing, Eric? Good. Awesome. Hey, so I just wanted to get your side uh, or your opinion on all this gun violence in schools, just in general, and how it relates to social media. So I'm 34, graduated high school in 2006, um, never experienced an active shooter drill at all. Um, I don't even know if the term active shooter was really even a thing in 2006. I remember when Columbine happened and that like rocked the nation. And, um, and so I see, I hear like 15, 16, 17, all the way up into the early 20 year olds. And I look at like Facebook was kind of becoming a big thing when I was a freshman in college. And I look at the transition of social media between like 2006 and now and how these kids have grown up literally with it in their face at all times. And they, you know, the apps have changed, the, the accessibility to, to things have changed generally in the favor of the user 
and the accessibility has become much faster. And I just wanted to hear what you had to say about how that could be playing an effect on really the root of gun violence, especially when we talk about mental health. This oh, mental health okay. That. So I'm, I'm going to blow your mind um, because I was with you until I actually started looking into this. Uh, and I think there's got to be something else because I'm with you that clearly social media has to play a role in this. Uh, actually, based on the Department of Homeland Security, uh, we haven't seen a like massive rise in uh, mass shootings in schools over the last decade. Um, they get covered more by the media. Statistically, they haven't. Where the media covers mass shootings now is if someone is in a shooting near a school, or it's a school it's a suicide or things like that. They consider those school shootings. But as far as homeland security, someone actively going into a school with intent to kill multiple people, that from 1970 to 2020, there there are blips here and there, but it doesn't rise. And interestingly enough, according to Pew, uh, who's researched this, uh, suicides play a larger role in gun violence in this country than murder does. In fact, uh, per 100,000 people, in 1972, there were 7.2 murders per 100,000 people with guns in this country. Right now, it's 6.2, which is higher than it's been in the last decade, but lower than it was in the 1970s. Uh, Now, in 1978, uh, there were 7.7 per 100,000 people committed suicide with a gun, and it's 7 right now. Uh, so there's been a huge spike in the last decade uh, in terms of murder and, and things like that. A lot of that, though, in the last three years comes from lockdowns and mental health. I, 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 Nathaniel, I'm 100% with you. I just assumed it was social media, and there are lots of books out there that suggest it is. Now, there does appear to be a correlation between suicide and social media. In fact, the rate of teen suicide has spiked precipitously since 2009, which was the first year social media apps appeared. Um, there's mm. Absolute, you can say it's correlation. I say it's causation. You see this absolute spike starting in 2009, and that is the year Apple began allowing standalone apps on iPhones. Uh, and I think it's absolutely correlated. But as far as murder and gun violence, there appears to be something else going on, and it's not related to social media. Uh, and in fact, uh, it is gang violence has increased tremendously in the last four years. That has a lot to do with right. murder rates. So my personal view is there's got to be some spiritual component outside of social media um, going yeah, on in the country. <laughs> and it's really notable to me, actually, if you look at 1970, 72, where you were having riots in the streets in the late 60s and and the progressive agitation in the streets and all that, we're seeing very similar uh, murder and suicide rates from the early 1970s to right now. And back then, a lot of people, even in the mainstream, were more willing to say, yeah, there's something in society happening, some discombobulation. And I think that's probably what it is right now. But uh, yes, I was totally with you 100% and then started actually digging into this and was stunned uh, that I think our theory is wrong, but I think what you and I are saying social media has a lot more to do with the spiritual component out there of kids bullying kids and and that sort of stuff yeah. that that is being amplified. So thanks for that great question. Though I, I again, I, I this is one of those areas where I went in one way and start looking into it and change my mind. Now I want to I, I got to spend a few moments with you on something. You're going to start hearing, in fact, you probably have already started hearing some conservatives claim 
companies like Ford Motor are out to silence voices like mine in AM talk radio. There's a larger issue here. I'm not actually going to spend a lot of time on this. Just listen to me for a minute because there is a relevant issue that all of you need to be concerned about. So just to give you an idea, Ford Motor has said they're going to get rid of AM radios in their vehicles. Uh, I have a 17-year-old. She doesn't even know how to turn on the satellite radio in her car, let alone the regular radio in her car. Her entire life is app-based. She will listen to a podcast. She will listen to uh, Apple Music. She will listen to Spotify. Uh, She's hard-pressed to figure out how to use a real radio in her car. For guys like me in radio, we have to be mindful of this. But the idea that Ford is trying to silence conservatives by getting rid of AM radio, um, I just think is dishonest. And I know it would work to my advantage to say, yes, they're trying to censor conservatives and stuff, as some are, but it's not really true. There are two things you got to understand here. One is electric vehicles. Have you ever listened to an AM radio? Those of you who are older know what I'm talking about. You get near power lines, it starts getting crackly and stuff. Now imagine taking those power lines in the form of a battery in your car. Electric cars make AM radio virtually impossible. And there's another component here. And this is the one that you have to pay attention to. And this is where I think conservatives have a legitimate fight in preserving AM radio and other things in cars. And it's a sore spot with me these days and a lot of issues. Capitalism and the free market used to be premised on making a great product. And your product was not making money. The byproduct was making money. Private equity came along and decided that money for the sake of money was the good. And private equity tends to kill everything it touches and wring as much money out of it as possible and then leave it to die and go find the next thing to bleed dry. And private equity, I think, over time has uh, realigned capitalism with amorality. There's no morality in it. Uh, And a capitalism without any sort of morality is no different from a communism or socialism. It's why you see so many people now pushing for socialism or communism as private equity buys up so much of the country. They don't care about the workers. They don't care about the product. They care about getting the money out of the product and then moving on. In real capitalism, as understood by Adam Smith, as understood by Hayek and others, you provide a great service or a great product and you can sell it because it has value and you get money in return, and we should encourage that. What Ford, General Motors, and others are instead now trying to do is they're trying to not provide you a good product. They're trying to provide you a subscription to something they claim will improve over time. And you are no longer the owner of your car. You are a licensee of your car. And that, I think, is where conservatives should actually draw the line in the sand, not the hysteria over they're trying to ban AM radio to silence conservatives. It's they're trying to ban AM radio so that they can then sell you an app in your car on a subscription model where you can get AM radio. It's an app-based economy. And this should make every single person in America furious with what's happening with our major Fortune 500 companies these days. They're not content to allow you to buy the $40,000 car. 
you first buy the $40,000 car, and then if you want cruise control, well, there's an extra 100 bucks a year. You, you want radio, well, there's an extra 50 bucks a year. Uh, you want air conditioning, here, extra 10 bucks a year, just to make sure we can keep the software up to date. As the hardware and software blends, they believe they now have an excuse to sell you a subscription model for your car, and that's actually what Ford is doing. Ford wants to be able to sell you a subscription so you can get all of your uh, radio and Spotify and the like. General Motors is even getting rid of Apple CarPlay and Android Play in its cars and making you, and they're very open and honest about this, they're making you in their electric cars starting in 2024, they're gonna make you buy the electric car with GM's package that will be designed by Google so that it can spy on your preferences and sell you software products they think you might need based on them spying on you. You won't be able to get CarPlay. You won't be able to get Android Play. They won't let you buy it. Why? Because it would take you out of their system and put you into the system you already use. And they want you to have to pay subscription. So you buy your forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar car, and then you still pay GM and Ford monthly subscriptions for the right to be able to use the software in the car. This is one of those things where I think we should be able to find some regulatory common ground on the left and the right. They are causing mass difficulty for consumers in this country and great costs for the middle class. I mean, just think about your, your, your on-demand packages now. There was this thing called cable. You paid a flat fee for a month and they gave you a slate of channels. You watched some, you didn't watch others. Now you buy your... HBO Max, now your Max, you buy your Disney Plus, you buy your Netflix, your Apple Plus, your, your Hulu, your Prime, your Paramount Plus, uh, God knows what other subscription packages out there. You're actually paying more per month now than you were for your basic cable package. You are getting shafted by the on-demand crews out there demanding you pay money for the right to, to take advantage of this stuff. And you can say, I don't want it. You can get the basic cable package, and that's fine. But in your car, they're going to make you pay the subscription fee. We are pricing Americans out of being able to live their lives. Well, I shouldn't say we, they are. The Fortune 500 is. The Fortune 500 is no longer interested in providing you a valuable good or service. You are the valuable good and service, and they intend to sell you to advertisers who then can force you through their platforms to buy things. Uh, there is a capture there that they want. This should be offensive to everyone. This is what's happening with AM radio. They've decided that because of electric cars, they can get rid of it and then sell you an app where you can listen to it. You get all your talk hosts, however you want it. Now, AM radio companies in America across the heartland and rural areas probably need to start figuring out if they can get an FM translator because FM is not going to go away yet. It will eventually too. And need to transition people into apps. We, we have our affiliate uh, in Orlando, WDBO. WDBO has an FM translator, but they have a huge AM signal, and they understand generationally and tech-wise what's happening, and they've been pushing more and more people to go to the app, and in fact, more and more of their listeners actually listen on the WDBO app in the Orlando metropolitan area. A massive number of people can get access to the content on the app. They push the app all the time. They are innovating around the future, where they see the future headed. They're innovating in a way to still be able to have listeners. Other stations are going to have to think about that. My flagship station, WSB. 
has a very prominent app. It even has a fantastic traffic app where you can get better, more accurate traffic from their traffic app than you can from Google and Apple because they have helicopters in the air all the time actually monitoring in real time the traffic. There are ways to innovate around it. But what you can't innovate around without Congress stepping in is Fortune 500 companies deciding you can no longer buy their products. You have to buy a license and continue to pay them a fee so you can never have ownership. The Fortune 500 wants to take your home from you and make you rent it. They want to take your car from you and make you lease it. They want to take your software from you and make you rent it. It's probably time for Congress to intervene in these things. We can't have a Chamber of Commerce-friendly Republican Party whoring itself to the Fortune 500, making you perpetually indebted to companies $5 at a time going off the bankruptcy cliff. Now, great company you actually should pay a monthly fee to is Patriot Mobile, just moving your cell phone service to them. If you do, they fund the conservative movement with the profits that you help them generate, and they give you guaranteed great service. In fact, you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, you move your cell phone service to them. You can take your existing phone number to them. As they grow, their profits grow, and as their profits grow, the amount of giving to the conservative movement grows, to the pro-life movement, to the Second Amendment movement, to conservative candidates. They've been so effective, left-wing groups have started attacking them. The London Guardian has done a hit piece on Patriot Mobile because they're so effective. And you can be a part of their effectiveness by just taking your cell phone service to them. They already use the same cell towers you're probably already using. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today or you call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, 100% U.S.-based customer service. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation with my name. Help them grow their business. Get great service from them. And together, we can build the conservative movement for the 21st century. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. We need to talk about my daughter's favorite topic. My daughter loves Taylor Swift. In fact, being the good dad that I am, her Christmas present was tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. Uh, Next weekend, uh, Taylor Swift's going to be in Atlanta. I'm taking my daughter to the Taylor Swift concert. I am that guy who sat online all day with the Ticketmaster meltdown last year to get those tickets for her Christmas present and went through my entire radio show, sinking in line, queuing in line, Never happened. I finally get in. We we got a, a, a new program director at my flagship station, WSB. I shouldn't say he's new there. He's been there now for, what, six, seven months. But it literally, it's like his second week in the office. And I've got my laptop, and he starts talking to me. And I get in. I was like, wait, stop. You cannot continue this meeting. I must buy these tickets. <laughs> well, we're going. Well, the, the Business Insider has a story out that, you know, all those celebrities who got hooked up with FTX, None of them cared about the terms behind the scenes. None of them cared about any of it. And they just went with it. They wanted the money. They wanted the endorsement. Taylor Swift actually has a relationship with her fans. And she asked if the deal with FTX, the cryptocurrency company, uh, if it was uh, unregistered securities. And FTX hemmed and hawed so much on showing her what they were doing, she walked away from the deal with FTX and uh, did not sign a $100 million sponsorship. She left $100 million on the table because she wanted to make sure her audience was not getting scammed. 
There is a lesson there for everyone in the media. It's one I take to heart and I've already done with, with my advertisers. I try to vet every advertiser to have been a customer of as many of them, whether it's Patriot Mobile or Eden Pure, being a customer of my advertiser. So it, I'm not just selling you something. Uh, it also it gets me in trouble on occasion with some advertisers because I'll recommend a product that an advertiser might view as a competitor. But I'm, I'm not going to not do that. I, I If there's a product I like, I'm going to tell you it. Like my Rectech, for example, they're not an advertiser. I have a pellet grill. There's Traeger is the most common pellet grill out there. Rectech is a superior pellet grill. Uh, it's got better build quality. It gets hotter. Uh, it, it's uh, better insulated. It's electronics are 100% U.S. based. And I love it. They're not an advertiser. And I tell people all the time, get a Rectech. Uh, and you should get a rec tech, by the way. They're fantastic. But I I kind of take this philosophy that I shouldn't be just selling you stuff because I get money. I should actually believe in it. And good for her for not falling into the trap that Tom Brady did.